0: What's up, everybody, out there in internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 16. The RGP is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is the guy who took all of the GameStop's PS5 pre orders, Kevin Corkham. I wish I took all of the pre orders. But I didn't know I wish I wish you did, too, because that means I could fucking have one. (laughs) That's true. That is true. They were only they were limiting one per person when I was there. So I went again this morning um, to two different because, you know, GameStop said today, uh, today, Friday, September 25th. They were going to start doing more pre-orders again in store, in person and online. I'm not going to fight the online traffic. That's like damn near impossible. Yes. Uh, But I did go to two separate GameStops the line was down the street Jeez. and I, I just stopped by just to see. And the door said one game said they only had eight available. And oh. the other one said they had uh, 12. So wow. And then my wife was at the mall earlier, right before we started p- recording this podcast. And I was like, Hey, I just pop at the one in the mall and maybe, maybe they'll, uh, they'll have one. They were also out. So still do not have a PS five pre-order, but I still am not going to give up hope. Um, they, they, you know, Sony said that they're going to make more than they did for PS4. So I, I don't. I I highly doubt I won't be able to find one at least launch week. Yeah, you'll be able to find one, and they're also going to
1: be releasing more pre-orders from now until then. So you'll you'll be able to get one for sure. GameStop will get more. It'll be it'll be fine. For I, I have no I have no doubts that GameStop and or Best Buy and or Amazon and or what one of these places. Uh, and PlayStation has been sending out uh, personalized messages two um PlayStation members. So you could get one of those. You do play a lot of video games, you play a lot of PlayStation stuff. So they're kind of sending it out to their quote unquote most loyal, you know, fans. I've heard that which
0: too. I don't I don't know how I how much to trust that, but the only th- the only thing is is the online pre orders, I think you have to pay the entire price up front. You can't do a installment plan like you can at GameStop. Oh. So yeah, so okay. I, obviously I'm not going to buy it all up front right now, but right. I mean, if I have to come launch day, then I will, but I was, I was wanting the pre-order so I could pay as the weeks went on coming sure. up to launch, but it is what it is. How you been, Kevin?
1: I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. Things around here are starting to settle down a little bit. Uh, Jax is getting better with his leg, knock on wood, whatever, knocking on wood right now. Um, so that's good. He's, um, uh, he's, he's chilling and we're, uh, we're doing good we're doing really well we're um yeah i'm just job searching and and my girlfriend casey she's working we're just kind of plugging along here trying to stay uh trying to keep our heads above water and it's been going well i think so what about you
0: i've been good uh working um hanging out playing some video games here and there um we'll kind of get into that what have you been playing recently kevin well, I have been playing a little bit of Spellbreak. Um, I don't know if you've played that yet.
1: I can't remember if you have. I have. have. Uh, it's it's really fun. And I think the map needs a lot of improvement. But besides that, I think the core gameplay mechanics are really solid. I really like the powers. I, I like all the way they interact with each other. And uh, uh, the mobility is fun. It's just a fun game. Uh, so I, I've been playing that. I really enjoy it. Uh, I've been playing Warzone. Obviously, I've been playing a lot of Warzone. I'm actually, I'm starting to get pretty cracked. I'll be honest. I, I feel like I'm, I'm really hitting a rhythm in that game right now. I, just a bunch of my friends play it, so they're always trying to hit me up. Oh, you want to play? You want to do this? You want to do that? Want to do that? So I'll drop in for a few, uh, you know, a few games a day, and uh, I really feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of that. So Warzone's Warzone's fun. I still have my issues. I think, you know, I I, I always just say there are too many people. I still agree with that. I also. There's just there are some annoying things about Warzone, and I I know they're actually adding a fast travel subway system. The news just broke pretty recently that it's going to be like a fast travel type thing. I hate this idea. I'm just calling it now. I do not think it's going to be. Yes. It's going to be an underground train station that you can take from the train station to like the airport to uh, I can't remember, like a couple other points on the map and you basically get in and and fat and you can like fast travel around i don't think it's going to be good at all i don't i I just i'm really worried uh that it's kind of weird i'm worried it's going to break Warzone a little bit and it's going to encourage people to camp um which i'm not excited about uh what else have i been playing i played a little bit of rogue company this week um again the game every time i play it uh it gets better and better uh so i'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I always enjoy my time playing it. The maps—they're coming out. With, they've already come out with two new maps, which is crazy. The game's not even out of uh, beta yet, and they've added two new maps. Both of the maps are really, really fun. Uh, they're doing—they're teaming up with like Doctor Disrespect's got a map coming in. hundred Thieves have skin coming in. So they're—they're they're doing all the right things to make this game successful. And I'm excited to see where it goes because I think it's got massive, massive potential, especially if it's free to play and it's as fun as balanced and competitive as it is. I think I watch out. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be big. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited about that game. Uh, I, I I jumped into like an hour to an hour and a half of Ghosts of Tsushima, and I again, the game is so good and so fantastic. It's just not sinking its teeth into me right now, and I I want it to, and I, I know how good it is, and I know how good the gameplay is, and the graphics, and everything. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic video game, but I'm for whatever reason I'm you're having just a into really, competitive
0: shooters right now is the I, problem. I,
1: yeah, and it's it's very strange because that didn't really. I mean, I've always been into competitive shooters, but I feel like right now that's just where I'm gearing myself towards and i've i've almost had this inkling to play kingdom hearts a little bit because i want something a little button mashy and a little senseless and mindless and i can just kind of go in and do things and i popped into that the other day i'm like this isn't it because i started kingdom hearts 2 and if anyone who knows it starts uh famously very slow the first three hours you don't even get to play as the main character it's it's a slog and so i couldn't get through that and it's just you know i'm 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 kind of floundering here a little bit with games i've been playing a lot of warzone and i'm actually having a lot of fun with it but i almost feel guilty for not playing other games and not feeling interested enough to play ghost or play uh you know maybe start another playthrough of the last of us on hardcore or something right like i i just it's not something about it is not uh appealing to me at the moment
0: I think you go through moments like that as especially as a gamer like you'll have moments to where you, I was kind of in this boat a couple of weeks ago where I was like man just nothing sounds good that I want to play and I think you're in that mode of like I want to I want to fuck people up in online shooters and that that's kind of like that's okay, you know? Like you there's nothing out right now that's capture, capturing your interest. We're in that kind of lull where the fall games are about to start coming out, but end of summer, there's nothing else coming out right now that's really captivating your interests and things like that. And you've you you pounded through The Last of Us Part two. You went into Ghost of Tsushima and, you know, I think it kind of can be a little bit overwhelming at times. And it does, even though they are different games, a third person action adventure still playing that genre can get overwhelming. And you just kind of like ah, I don't want to do this right now.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel, and I and I know that there will be a day I go back and play that, and and it will most likely be right before PlayStation Five comes out because I feel like once I move over, it's gonna be I'm not gonna be playing a whole lot of games on my PlayStation Four. Um, so we'll see. I've actually, uh, as a little side caveat here, uh, I've been looking at trying to upgrade and get a 144 hertz monitor, uh, you okay. know, secondhand off someone from Facebook Marketplace just so I can, uh, you know, play games that at that higher frame rate that i've been excited about but uh what about you what have you been playing
0: so i have been like i said um you know i've i've been kind of trying to work through my backlog i'm almost done with assassin's creed origins and uh getting ready for i was actually just trying to look up just now i think pre-patch for world of warcraft is fixing the launch this week or next which i'm excited about that so i can get my character ready for the the uh, Shadowlands expansion that launches on October 126. So that's when I'll go back into WoW, probably. But um, a game came out uh, last night at about 11 p.m. And uh, I actually came out at 5 o'clock, but I was at work last night. So I didn't get. To, I downloaded it when I got off. And I played a few hours this morning. Uh, the Mafia remake um, by Hangar 13 and uh, 2K. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if you ever played the original Mafia on PS2. Have you ever played that?
1: I have, but I honestly probably played an hour
0: or two, so I haven't delved too much into it. Yeah, I never really did either. The first real Mafia game I ever played was Mafia Three. And uh I like that game a lot. A lot of people don't. It does get pretty repetitive, but the story is very good in Mafia 3. The voice acting is well done. Um so I was kind of like and I anybody that knows me, I love mob movies. My two favorite movies of all time are The Departed and Goodfellas. And so I'm I this this game just kind of speaks to me and the things that I'm into. And uh, it's really good. I'm only about two hours in, Um, but as far as graphics go, man, this game is fucking gorgeous. I'm playing it on my 4K TV, obviously on a PS4 Pro, and uh, uh, it's steady. I think maybe it may go over just barely over 30 frames, um, but it's you know kind of locked, and that is kind of a bummer. But it. The, given the visual fidelity and what the ps4 pro can do and it's an open world game it's 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 still pretty impressive and it's it runs really well i mean even though it is 30 it, it is a smooth 30 i'm not seeing really any dips so far um the lighting is just gorgeous the way that they it, it, the the town i think is called like new haven or something like that and it's it's a it's based off of chicago and you mm. play it starts out in 1930 uh during prohibition and some of those things and it, it's it's really cool the uh the complaints i have of it so far they're kind of not that bad the game you you're not going to like it because you are the type of person that if it doesn't control well you're you're turned off on it
1: yeah i can't i can't play games without good controls
0: and it's it's very clunky it 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 almost feels like a one to one uh remake because the controls do not even feel the movement does not feel as good as mafia three. Uh, it almost feels like PS two controls the way the movement is. And it's, it's very jarring sometimes when running and trying to turn at full sprint is very odd and you have to control the camera at the same time. Um, the, the attack buttons, it's, it's, it's all kind of off. You vault with triangle, and that's just how Mafia always is. You enter cars with square, because they didn't want, at the time, you know, Mafia came out around the time of the success of GTA 3 and Vice City, and uh, they they probably were trying to be the opposite. So they made enter a car, a different button when most games, when you enter a vehicle or get on a horse, it's triangle or Y on an Xbox, you know? So yeah, it does feel off in that regard. But, um, and then the, the, the lip sync with the, the mocap is not very good at all. Like it's, mm. it almost feels like you're playing like a Japanese game and they, they dubbed English dubbed. voices because oh, it doesn't look like what they're saying at all. But right. other than that, the animation is just, gorgeous and um it plays 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 really really well i like it and i think i'm gonna have fun with this game i may even try to go for the platinum because i don't think it's that hard so now that you've got that 4k tv
1: for the listeners does it make that big of a difference jumping from 1080
0: to 4k one hundred and ten percent. I'm I've always been a type of person that I'm I don't really give a sh- I've never given a shit about fidelity. I've always uh, chose frame rate. That's why I play a lot of games on PC. Most of the games I play are on PC, except the Sony exclusives, um, because I the flame, frame rate and movement is so important to me. Now, with that being said, um, the fidelity at 4K and everything like I feel like Assassin's Creed Origins, runs and looks better with HDR and everything. I know that kind of sounds off because when you're putting in more fidelity and more video output, uh, the less frame rate you can receive. But it does. I don't don't know. It just feels like it looks maybe because it looks so good. I'm not noticing that it's at 30 frames a second. But yes, I was always the type of person I didn't care about 4K, but playing assassins creed origins and mafia and i've looked at i've turned on the last of us part 2 for a little bit and god of war just to see how these games look and i i cannot stress how good it looks and can't wait till the ps5 releases cuz they're going to look even better yeah
1: i mean i'm i i'm glad you you uh you, you feel good in your purchase because uh, you know i've been i've been trying to push you for a while I'm like, I know, uh, you know, 4K, it looks so good and, and, you know, yes, the frame rate, but, you know, it's just so crisp and it really, the way they, they, they detail environments in some of these games are just top notch and, and to be able to see it in all of its, uh, in all of its resolution glory, even if it's not a true 4K, it's still, you know, the PS4 Pro is still generally pushing like a checkerboard at 4K. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not native. And the PS5 is going to be native 4K. So we're going to see even a bigger jump, um, you know, into native 4K and and so what some of these games are going to be able to do with the ray tracing. And I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm very excited about it, but even good to go back. So I will probably buy Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'll probably buy the Ultimate Edition so that I get to play Spider-Man, uh, the PS4 version again on PS5. And they, you know, I was reading an article the other day about them up it and adding ray tracing. And obviously, uh, you know, the first details that we got on the PlayStation 5 and the performance, they used Spider-Man. And they used the, you know, obviously the instant load times and how quickly Peter Parker can move through the city and all of these amazing technical feats that weren't possible on PlayStation 4. So I'm excited to see that. Plus, I kind of want to play the game again Um so, yeah, um, I, I think I think kind of hit the nail on the head is that sometimes being locked at 30 frames sucks. But a lot of these PS5 games are going to be 60 4K native. That's pretty huge.
0: So I did want to correct you real quick. PS5 is not going to be native. It's, it's not. Uh, no, it's 4K supports up to 8K, but nothing is native. Uh, the uh, Series X is native 4K. Everything is going to be running on native 4K, but uh, PS5 is not. So it's still going to be, so how does that work? uh, I'm not entirely sure. All I know is I'm looking at the uh, stat-by-stat comparison at IGN.com, and it says video output, 4K, 120 hertz refresh rate, 8K support. Xbox Series X is going to be native 4K, 8K support, up to 120 hertz. So I think it's going to up-res games to, it's kind of going to do what the PS4 probably does. It's just going to support a higher resolution than the PS4 Pro.
1: Interesting. That's pretty so, yeah. native that's is pretty Xbox wild. series
0: X. Um, and that's just because they do have uh, a little bit better GPU. I mean, the Xbox series X is up at 12 teraflops. The PS five is 10.5. Sure. Um, so it's it, the, the Xbox series X GPU. They're, they're both running the same AMD Radeon on RDNA uh, Navi. The, the one on series X just is a little bit faster and that's the only difference. And that and because it is faster, it's able to output at native 4K. Okay, um, well, I, I stand corrected. But, I mean, nobody's going to fucking see the difference. It's like I've said this t- tons and tons and time and time again, that side by side, you know, a third-party game like Call of Duty Black Ops is going to look exactly the same on the PS5 as it does on Xbox Series X. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be down to see, I mean, let's see if, I mean,
1: shit, if Bethesda can come out with the new Fallout and it's native 4K and they can run that shit, you know, at 60 locked or you can kind of up up clock it to somewhere close to 100 or something, that's going to be huge if they can say, hey, it runs way better here because it's designed for the Xbox exclusively. That will be, I don't know, it'll be really interesting to see, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um but other than mafia I've uh, I've been playing Call of Duty as well. I've been playing more of the multiplayer again because I would play Warzone with you. We just can't ever seem to really kind of sync our schedules up when we're on at the same time. Right? Um but I, I I don't like playing Warzone without anybody unless it's like my friends, like people I know. And so right. I don't queue for I don't queue for randoms and I don't queue for solo because solo is just kind of boring to me. But I have yeah. really been I've gotten my teeth back in. and I've gotten good at uh, multiplayer. The reason I started playing COD so much again was because I was playing it on the 4K TV on my PS4 and I was just sucking ass. And so I was like, OK, I want to see if if I'm just truly this bad right now or. Is it? I'm trying to get used to playing on a 65-inch TV because I always play COD on my monitor. And so I mm-hmm. went back and I've been playing it on PC, on my monitor, and I've been destroying. I went 30 and 9 last night on one of the maps that I did not. It was my first time playing this map. I'd never played it before. And I went 30 kills, 9 deaths. And I was like, okay. So I think trying to, because obviously a monitor, my monitor is 27 inches as opposed to 65-inch. I'm up close. It's right there. It's not too big in front of my eyes. And it's uh, not as hard to see people, right? 65 inch, even though I don't sit sit too far away from it, I still, I feel like they're, I even was talking to a friend about it. He said, yeah, man. He said, I can't play on a TV anymore on competitive shooters. I just can't.
1: I haven't played a competitive shooter on a TV in a long time because of that same That same reason. It's, it's a mindset thing too. I mean, when you're sitting on your couch and you're more comfortable and more relaxed and you know, you're not, you're not in the same zone as you are when you're sitting in a chair, you're upright, you're right near the monitor. The only thing that's going on is what's right in
0: front of you. Right? Yep. Yeah. It is. There is definitely a difference, even though it may look better on my 4k TV. I I like to play it. And that's, I'm kind of torn now because the, like we talked about last week, the, the new black ops alpha was really fun. And I I'm going to buy that game, but now I'm like, man, do I get it on PC first so I can just keep playing it on you know my monitor and so I can play to the best of my abilities or do I get it on the PS5 because I want to see that resolution I don't know which one I'm going to buy first obviously with last year's Call of Duty I double dipped on both because there was a sale on PS5 and I recently picked up the multiplayer on PS4 or uh, PS4 and uh, well if
1: I think there's the ultimate edition and for $70 you get the cross gen bundle right for Cold War you get it on both for 70
0: well, it, it it it's PS4 to PS5, but I'm talking. I would like something to be PS5 to PC, but that's, oh yeah, right, like, right, right, That's right. not going to happen. So yeah, probably not. Well, Kev, why don't we go ahead and get into the news? We've actually got uh, quite a few, not nothing as major as last week, um, but there are some pretty interesting news topics. Kevin, why don't you start us off? All right, this comes from Nick Stat. At theverge.com.
1: Amazon's Luna cloud gaming service sounds an awful lot like the cable of video games. Amazon revealed its new cloud gaming service, officially called Luna, and its annual Alexa hardware event today. That makes it an immediate competitor to Google Stadia, Microsoft's XCloud, and Sony's PlayStation Now, and a number of other services from the major game publishers all eager to try the code uh, to try the code on how Stream video games over the internet on how to stream video games over the internet but in a revealing interview with protocol published after the event microsoft's mark Witten, the company's Amazon. president what did i say microsoft jesus yeah. amazon's mark Witten, the company's vice president of entertainment Devices and Services clarified one of the most vital questions around Luna that wasn't answered during the reveal. What's the business model? And from what we can glean from the interview, it's looking a lot like the cable of video games for better or for worse. Witten tells Protocol that Luna won't follow the Stadia model, which is free but requires users to pay for individual games to stream on the platform. You can also pay for Stadia's Pro to get 4K streaming, access to small but growing library of free titles, and other perks. It's not following the xCloud model, which is bundled into Microsoft's Game Pass subscription as a free add-on to the for the Ultimate tier. That arrangement lets you stream any of the 100 games on the Game Pass platform, but only to an Android device right now. Instead, Luna will offer individual channels for partner publishers modeled similarly to the Amazon Channels platform, which lets Prime subscript- subscribers add individual tv streaming service subscriptions as add-ons all bundled into one monthly payment managed by Amazon. These channels will be priced differently and will seemingly come with different differences in perks and restrictions although details are slim at the moment. The service will launch sometime soon in early access for a small number of users within just 2 channels to start, with just 2 channels to start. Okay,
0: Joseph, what do you make of this? Uh they're just it's the same thing with stadia right and and i mean i I think xcloud's the only one that's actually doing something right um playstation now streaming service i don't know if you ever use that and it may be better now but i i got it when it first came out because it sounded pretty cool um games like uncharted and things like that were great but i did overwatch and i think destiny 2 and because of your streaming nobody's got that good enough internet i didn't even have fiber optic at the time when that came out and to so streaming games like the, that the single player games that's probably going to be okay uh for the most part but if you have poor internet quality it's going to be like watching streaming video right you' it'll buffer it'll it'll the quality the the output resolution will go down that doesn't sound like a good time um i i think this technology that they're trying i think i get why they're doing it i just it's a very weird time that Amazon came out and did this now, especially with like things like the PS5 and Series X about to launch, and and Microsoft is kind of killing it with Games Pass, and and I think they're they have proven uh, that the X Cloud works really really well, and uh, they're even the competitive games are not showing much lag, but you do need to be on really really good internet to take full advantage of streaming, right? So I yeah. think I think things like this and stadia may be the future um, for gaming, but not anywhere near. I, I, I think this is just kind of testing the waters, but I just ultimately this is going to be a failure. I agree. I,
1: I've I've been saying this for a really long time, um, especially when it comes to I've seen a lot of pictures of people playing X cloud on their, you know, on their Android device. And but, but, I don't care, man. I don't want to play destiny on my phone i don't (laughs) want to play destiny on my phone i don't know how many times i have to say it like i i I just i don't want to play video games on my tiny phone if i did i'll pick up a mobile game but i I have a switch i've got a vita i i I don't understand the need to play these things and stream them and like okay you say well i travel a lot well that's that's really great but when was the last hotel wi-fi that you could even stream fucking netflix on successfully Mm -hmm. you know and and if you're going anywhere that's not a major city, good luck because a lot of these a lot of people that are out in in smaller rural or suburban areas don't have good Wi-Fi um, uh, infrastructure is the word I'm looking for. They don't have good Wi-Fi infrastructure. They don't have good internet infrastructure. Period. Let alone going to your local Holiday Inn. I mean, it, it, you're lucky to probably get twenty down. You know, it's just it's just I I'm not. I'm not sold on it, and and one of the reasons I'm not sold is for the for the sheer fact that the us. is so far behind in internet infrastructure. yeah, other countries yeah. are so far ahead of us, it's so sad that we can't get our shit together because everything has to cost so much fucking money it's 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 unbelievable like I, I pay way too much for my internet, and I, I I think a lot of people would second that for the speeds I get, which honestly, I have spectrum, they're pretty consistent. As far as you know, I don't, I don't really drop speed or or anything like that, right? But with that being said, I'm only getting 100 down and 10 up. That's Mm. that's average. That's average internet, right? I I wish I could get two or 300. And I talk to them on the phone, and they're just trying to dick me around with prices. I'm like, you know what? For another fifty dollars, sir, you can get you know 50 more megabyte down. No, I'm not doing that. So that's where we're at right now with the internet. And, and I, I while these things, I think you're right, uh, they definitely could be the future. I, not anytime soon. Not until we fix no. our internet problem no. here in
0: the US. And and I think, like I said, with, with companies like Sony and Microsoft, it's okay if they do it because they're doing it in conjunction with a service that already exists and works well, like physical copies and downloading the actual game to a hard drive and not streaming it. Now, if people want to take advantage of PlayStation Now or, uh, you know, um, xCloud, they can, they can buy into these other services that are offered, but it's not necessary. You could still play everything else without having to do that. So I I think Sony and Microsoft more towards Microsoft obviously is doing it better, but uh, they're, 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 I'm okay with them, but companies like Google launching this console that only streams. And it's like, that seems fucking, I, I don't know why Google and Amazon thought that could compete with Sony and Microsoft. I, I don't know why they thought a sh- streaming only console is going to compete with these first party developers and publishers. It's just not, not now yeah. anyway. And, you know, maybe down the road when, when Sony and Microsoft get tired of making consoles and they just want to make games. And then we do end up in a, in an era where, where consoles are kind of like televisions where there's kind of just a all different kinds and it'll play everything like until we get to that time period i I don't see uh streaming really taking off at all yeah it's like you said you have to fix that internet like people have to have good internet uninterrupted connections uh to stream games effectively yeah it's just sorry i just want to say one last thing i mean like the most demanding thing on uh uh, downloading uh, what is, what's the word on your infrastructure. You're like your IP, the most, the most uh, thing that takes up the most uh, bandwidth. data bandwidth. Yes. The thing that takes up the most bandwidth is streaming video. That's war. That's more than playing like call of duty online or, or playing gaming online. That streaming video takes up a lot of bandwidth. Now streaming video games takes up even more bandwidth. And so, it's like you said, Kevin, our internet is just not good enough to handle this yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was living in New York city and we had fantastic internet. Uh, you know, our speeds were, were phenomenal to be honest. Um, but I was living in the center of Manhattan, you know, and if uh, there, yeah, maybe, but still you're not going to be able to, you know, your girlfriend's not gonna be able to watch Netflix in the room. You're streaming that. And let's say you've got your folks over for dinner and they are also doing, you know, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, yeah, until our internet infrastructure gets better here this is all just a pipe dream
0: yeah I, I agree Amazon needs to focus on finishing uh, New World the MMO that they're working on they, and they're actually working on two MMOs New World which was in Alpha recently which actually looks really fun I may play that when it comes out in February it got delayed again um, and they're also working on a Lord of the Rings MMO which I, I'm kind of down for that too so they need to finish those up. things and, and put the, the Luna On standby, but they won't because uh, Jeff Bezos has fuck you money. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, he has the ability to cure world hunger. Not that I think that he should (laughs) cure world hunger, but I mean, he literally has that much money. Put that into perspective.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. uh, Second news topic Joseph's uh, going from six to midnight with this one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Rumor Metal Gear Solid 5 PS5 re, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid PS5 remake in the works as console exclusive, along with HD remasters of two, three, and four. Holy fuck, if this is real, I will just I'll just die. Uh, this week comes to via uh, PlayStationLifestyle.net. Uh, this comes by Chandler Wood. Remember when everyone was frantically trying to guess what remake Bluepoint set to work on after they finished Shadow of the Colossus? The top three contenders among the community at the time were Demon Souls, Metal Gear Solid, and Legend of Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Remember, I even said when we did our live stream, I was like, one of my predictions is that we're either going to see Demon Souls remaster or Metal Gear Solid remake. From Bluepoint. And it turned out it was Demon Souls. Uh, we know now that Bluepoint's mystery title is PS5 remake of Demon's Souls, which seemed to dash all the hopes of any cl- other classic games coming back. But a new rumor has once again circulated with speculation that Solid Snake might be returning to Shadow Moses in a full Metal Gear Solid V remake, along with HD remasters of 2, 3, and 4. The rumor comes from YouTuber Red Gaming Tech, who starts talking about the subject around 15 minutes into the video. In the video, uh, he says that they are very confident... Through a couple of personal sources that Metal Gear Solid PS5 is real, it will allegedly be a console exclusive, also coming to PC, and a full good remake of the original game. Not an enhanced port like the Twin Snakes that was released on the GameCube. It is expected to be done to the same level of detail as other recent remakes like Blue Point's Demon's Souls and Vicarious Visions Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. They also mentioned Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and 4, saying that these games wouldn't be redone in as much detail, essentially just being enhanced remaster copies of the original version. I'm gonna stop the article there. Uh Kevin, I know you're not a big Metal Gear fan, but man, if they made this for PS5, I know you'd play it.
1: Oh yeah, I totally play it. Of course. I, I just missed out on them. I was a little too young when they came out on the PlayStation One, uh, and I just never went back and, and replayed them. So yeah, I would totally I would totally play them uh if they were remastered in in all of their glory.
0: Yes, I, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. Metal Gear is the series that really got me into gaming. It will always have a special place in my heart. Solid Snake is one of my favorite video game characters of all time, even though it is the like most innuendo name I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Solid Snake. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the next article, Kevin, just because it ties into this. Um, kind of right. I, I included this because it kind of m- gives a little bit more merit to this rumor. Uh, This comes via VG247 by Sharif Saeed. Uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 seemingly being re-released on PC. Konami is bringing some of his classics to PC again. New PC ratings for Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance have popped up on the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee's website. The ratings are separate and they are joined by Konami's collector series Castlevania and Contra also for PC. As spotted by Gamatsu, the listings indicate an impending announcement, though seemingly only for PC. Some of the aforementioned Metal Gear Solid games were released on PC years ago, but they are not easily accessible today. Although the three chosen games don't cover the entire catalog, it's a start that hopefully means follow-up titles will soon make their way uh, will soon make their way to PC. Uh, so, the reason I included this, the Metal Gear uh, remake for PS5, that's been an ongoing uh, rumor. In the gaming community for the last several years um i don't know who's going to be working on it it may still be the v- blue point uh, but i've heard that rumor for many years and it's seeming like it's going to come to fruition there's a metal gear movie in development right now um that may tie into this release somehow and then the fact that uh metal gear solid 1 and 2 are coming to pc again kind of only confirms to me, anyway, that Konami is planning for some sort of release for next gen of in the Metal Gear capacity. So I'm super excited about that. Those are great games. If you've never played uh, Metal Gear Solid, you you can uh, easily find a copy of the HD collection on PS3 if you still have one. Uh, Very good games. They run great on the PlayStation 3. Um, The HD collection comes with every single game except for Metal Gear Solid that was originally released on the PlayStation 1. But if you can play those, it'd be great. That's my one of my favorite game series. I'm just super excited that it may be coming back.
1: Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm I'm happy for all those metal
0: gear heads. Is that what was oh,
1: that what yeah. they're called?
0: Metal gear uh, heads or or uh Kojima Cox. I don't know. <laughs> I like that better. Kojima Cox. I like that better. <laughs> yeah, let's
1: let's let's say Kojima cucks. That's the official like name as donned by Remote Gaming Podcast. All right, yeah, you want to move on to Cox. the next one? <laughs>
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: All right well if you're looking to expand your xbox series x slash x's storage get the lube ready this comes by sharif saeed at uh, vg247 that is not their title that is a title i made up <laughs> as expected we will be paying a premium to upgrade storage on the xbox series x slash s Since shortly after the reveal of Xbox Series X, Microsoft has been very clear on how owners will be able to expand the console storage. The company later revealed that the same method is also being used on the Series S. Microsoft teamed up with Seagate to create proprietary expansion cards about the size of a flash drive. These Gen 4 PCIe SSDs have the same speed and throughout, uh, and throughout—that's a typo—as the internal drives, and they are necessary for next-gen games. Today, for the first time, we find out how much they're going to cost, and they're expensive. Only Best Buy in the United States has them up for pre-order. There's only the one terabyte version available for two hundred and twenty doll hairs nearly 45% of the price of Xbox Series X and 75% of the price of Series S. This isn't surprising, of course. A cursory look at the Gen 4 NVMe SSDs on Amazon shows that the cutting-edge SSD drivers are as expensive as they are, harder to find. You only have one choice here, of course, which does limit your options. It also means their prices may not drop as quickly as you'd hope given that there's no competition unless Microsoft makes it possible for other manufacturers to offer Xbox expansion cards down the line. Xbox has the expansion cards listed for a November 10th release, so they'll be available at launch. Now, this kind of begs a couple interesting questions. I think uh, one of them is going to be, what the hell is Sony going to do? Are they going to have a deal similar to this to expand the PS5's uh, storage? Because these games are going to be huge okay they're gonna be huge they're gonna take up a lot of memory on you i just i'm telling you it's gonna be big so it it, it's a bit i mean it's it's an issue to an extent if you don't want to keep deleting and adding games on and and all this nonsense
0: oh 100 percent. it's so here's the thing Brian Altano with IGN, he tweeted yesterday. He was like, "I'm thinking about just buying an Xbox Series S in conjunction with my X, as to, <laughs> to act as expendable expandable storage." Yeah, and, honestly, yeah. I mean, you might might as well at that point. It is an expensive price, and the thing is, it's going to be. It's an SSD, and as people don't understand, is solid state drives are very expensive because of the computing power that and the speeds that they're able to offer. Um, this is going to plug. It's kind of what in the uh, PC gaming community, it's kind of similar to how I mean, people are going to understand what, not going to understand what I'm saying when I say this, unless they're in the know, but it's its like a raid system. Do you know what that is, Kevin? No. So on my PC, I have uh, where my hard drive is set up to where if I were to buy another terabyte hard drive, I have a raid system set up on my PC. And what that means is I just put it in this little bracket and plug it in. I did. There's, I have a slot on my tower and, that allows it to go straight in and connect to the motherboard. Um, That's what a raid system is now. So this is a SSD that's going to plug right into the back of the Xbox Series X or S and be expandable storage. And so that way it runs just as fast as the internal hard drive. Okay, Sony, I don't believe they have that all they have is USB ports. So you're only going to be able to buy expandable hard drives. Not SSDs, which is unfortunate. Um, so you'll have to save your games on an expandable drive that's not solid state, and that 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 mm. kind of sucks. But I I because I don't, as far as I know, I don't think there is a uh, expandable SSD slot on the outside of the PS5. I think they just have USB ports and HDMI and DVI uh, ports. Interesting. So it, it's. This is great for Microsoft uh, because it's it. May, I, this is kind of going along the lines of what I figured the console would be anyway. I figured it would be modular because I've said I've stated that I think this is going to be the last Microsoft console that comes out. I think there's going to be maybe a uh, mid-generation release that is a little bit more modular, so that way it can replace components. Maybe that you can just plug and unplug things to replace them as the years go by. Uh, I do think that may be coming and we'll kind of get into that on our main topic on the podcast, but yeah, it's, I think this is great for Microsoft sucks for Sony.
1: Yeah, it kind of does suck for Sony. I I want, they've got to have something in the pipeline. Um, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. A terabyte is good. It's, it's, it's a good amount of space. It'll hold probably on average six to eight games is, is probably, probably what I'm thinking, which is fine. It's fine. But, you know, I am I'm the type of person who likes to keep, uh, you know, at least a few multiplayer and a few single player on at one time. So and, you know, those games to service get really big. They get really big, really fast. Call of Duty. Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty is like almost 200, you know, And and I've yes, I've gone through and now selected which DLC packs I don't want to include or whatever. And it's a little bit smaller, but it's still pretty egregious. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, these are all things that you deal with at the beginning of console generations, similar to like what third party controllers are going to be supported. How, you know, how are the audio, how's audio going to be, uh, distributed and how, you know,
0: all this stuff, which we'll get into a little later, but I have some
1: predictions.
0: I think storage wise, it's the beginning of a generation. It's not going to be that bad until about maybe in a year or two, right? Because right. games are going to be more expensive. Now they're going to be $70 a game. So people aren't going to be buying like games and droves unless they have that, you know uh, that cash to spend, which in especially right now and, and with everything that's going on in 2020 with the pandemic, um, that's not even possible. So I, I'm, I'm not worried about expandable hard drive for a bit. Um, and you always will have the ability to delete and maintain the maintain owning the license to the software and can re download when you see fit exactly yeah and and so. and that's kind of how I've always
1: done it when I'm done with a game, I try to be good and get it off as soon as possible. Mm-hmm.
0: all right I love when you get, I love when you get it off get it as soon as, as, as soon possible. as possible <laughs> <laughs> All right, next story. Kevin, just when you thought. Xbox Games Pass could not get any better. They went and did something else. Uh, you knew this was probably coming with the Bethesda merger. Uh, this comes to VG247 via Stephanie Nunley. Doom Eternal is coming to Xbox, Xbox Game Pass next month. Microsoft has announced Doom Eternal will arrive on Xbox Game Pass in October. Come to come October 1st, Xbox One users with a Game Pass subscription will be able to download and play Doom Eternal. It will, revive, it will arrive... On Game Pass for PC later in 2020, which I'm assuming is probably going to be pretty close to when it comes out for regular Games Pass. Players of the game will have to look forward to soon as the Ancient of the Gods Part 1 will also be released on October 20th. In it, the leg- the legions of hell have raised the heavens, threatening to expand across dimensions. The Ancient Gods Part 1 is the first major story expansion for Doom Eternal, and will be made available as a standalone download. It is included in the Doom Eternal year one pass, which comes with both access of DLCs and will run you to, at $30. Part one can be purchased by itself for $14.99. So Doom Eternal just came out this year. Um, it is being talked about by many people in the gaming community as a contender for game of the year. Um, the sequel, obviously, to 2016's Doom. This is this is great. The Xbox Game Pass just keeps getting better and better.
1: And it will continue to. Uh, this mm-hmm. is good news, great for Xbox fans. Uh, you know, I I bought Doom 20, uh, 2016. I played a while of it. I need to get back into it. Maybe that'll be the single player experience. I kind of jump back into here in the next few days. But um, I've been itching to play some something like that, and I think Doom Eternal would be fun as well. So, uh, congrats, Xbox peeps! You got you got a lot of cool a lot of cool stuff coming your way, and
0: Doom Eternal is a huge get, huge get. I think. Oh yeah. I, I'm super excited for this. I have Xbox game pass for PC and I had not purchased this game yet. I've been wanting to, but there was just other things that were coming out at the time of doom eternals release, like last of us two and, and some other things. Then uh, I had not purchased this yet. I beat doom 2016. It's a great game. Uh, like I said, I plugged it last week. Go watch the no clip documentary on doom. Um, great story with everybody at id software. And I can't wait to play eternal. This is great news. Yeah, it's going to be good.
1: All right, let's move on to the next story here. Naughty Dog teases exciting things for The Last of Us Day this weekend. Naughty Dog is changing the name of its annual celebration of all things The Last of Us, but it has plenty planned to mark the date. The event coming up on Saturday will officially be referred to as The Last of Us Day rather than Outbreak Day for obvious reasons. It is still set Gee, on the I anniversary <laughs> of the fictional Cordyceps outbreak that turned the world into a fungal zombie apocalypse, September 26, uh, 2013, but Naughty Dog figured it would be the best change to the name going forward in light of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Naughty Dog had a tweet. And here is what it said. For the last seven years, September 26th has been our opportunity to recognize and celebrate the incredible passion of the Last of Us community. However, as we thought about the events of last year and the changes we all continue to face with COVID and the challenges we all continue to face with COVID-19, we didn't feel right continuing on under the Outbreak Day banner. While the name and date are rooted in fiction of the game, September 26th means so much more than lore. It's about showing our appreciation to our fans. That's why this Saturday and moving forward, September 26th will be known as the last of us day. Womp a name that not only acknowledges the world around us, but also reflects the growth of the community. As we welcome millions of new players with the release of the last of us. Part two, we have a lot of exciting things planned and can't wait to share them with you in just a few days um so Naughty Dog and Sony put out a bunch of new The Last of Us 2 merch a free PlayStation 4 theme a cosplay guide and did some contests among other celebrations it also marked the date when previewers were able to share the most extensive The Last of Us 2 impression yet including impressions yet including us things will naturally be a bit different now that it is now that The Last of Us 2 is out but it should give you some idea of what to expect Joseph do we see the multiplayer reveal tomorrow for uh the uh factions multiplayer
0: i hope so but i had thought originally that neil Druckmann had said pri- prior to release sometime last year that multiplayer will not be coming to the last of us part two
1: no it's going to be its own standalone but
0: do you think we so- see any news on it tomorrow I would hope so. If that's the case, if they have been developing it, I think it's time. I think it's, I I think it would help breathe life into that game again, especially going forward to the PS five. I bet money too. We also see a, uh, if you own it on PS four, you will get it on PS five. A lot of companies are doing that. And uh, being that naughty dog is a first party studio. I bet money they do that, um, that it will also be cross gen, And um, I bet, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some story DLC because uh, a teaser for story DLC because Last of Us Part One got uh, left behind that came out a year after release. So there might be a trailer for some story DLC. And I bet money we get to play as Joel again. Oh, don't say those words. Don't say I those bet. words. I'm oh, calling it. I, this, this episode I is. So. We haven't got the to main topic, but this episode's all about predictions. The next, uh, next news segment, we're gonna have some predictions in. So why not throw that out there too? We, I think we, I, I bet I bet it's Joel.
1: I, and I think I think you're right. And I also think we do see factions. And I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be cross-gen. And I don't think this is gonna happen. But what I want to happen, and in a perfect world, it would be a free-to-play multiplayer experience on PlayStation. 4 and PlayStation Five, um, and it will be similar to the way they set it up last time. How it, how it is in The Last of Us Part One, the multiplayer aspect. Uh, but I think I think it's going to be a lot more in depth, and I think it might have some role playing elements. I don't know. That's just kind of like a uh, a a little hunch that I have. But they can if they if they're really allocating as much resources to it as they said that they were a few months ago i have a feeling it's going to be top notch and i'm very very excited
0: because i loved the last of us multiplayer it was it was very good and i i hate that i didn't really get into it until late in uh uh, right before they took it out um i played it on the uh remaster version for ps4 uh, but yeah, the multiplayer was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And I hope that it kind of follows the same formula. It'd be really cool to see that. And I'm going to build on that prediction too. I think um, I think you're going to see Last of Us Remastered for PC gets announced. Because mm. Sony's been doing that with all their exclusives. Um, we just saw it with Horizon. I bet you get Last of Us Remastered. And at some point, I bet God of War. But I bet that's what they say too. Agreed. Indeed. All right. Speaking of predictions, our next news story comes to you via VG247, uh, via Stephanie Nunley one last time. The Game Awards 2020 set for December 10th. The Game Awards 2020 will return on December 10th on December 10th. The annual the God damn, that's listen, listen, listen this is just poor writing. The Game Awards 2020 set for December 10th is the title. The first line is the Game Awards 2020 will return on December 10th. The next sentence on December 10th, your <laughs> event. We fucking get it. Uh, I think the Game it's Wars, on
1: December 10th. It,
0: it might be. I bet it's the ninth though. <laughs> uh, we'll re- the Game Awards will return live as a digital live stream. It will be available to watch across 45 global video platforms and will take a multi-city approach to the 2020 broadcast. The show will air live in 4K UHD from studio locations with no in-person audience in LA, Tokyo, or London. The three host cities will be digitally connected via future live award presentations, musical performance, and world premiere game announcements. Uh, this is going to be a fucking cringe fest. I'm calling it right now because I love the game awards. I love what Jeff Keeley's done with them. I watch every year, but they're still just kind of it, it's it. They haven't got it as far as an award show. They haven't quite got it there yet. Um, uh, two years ago, I think was the best last one was pretty bad, uh, but I think being no audience and I think it's just going to be really cringy. Um
1: I mean, we saw anyway, it with the yeah. NFL Combine. We saw, we see it, we've see we seen it so many in times already. In the draft, already. yeah. In the yeah. draft. It, it, or that's a, yeah, the Combine, the draft, the, and that's the NFL, right? So we can only imagine Jeff Keeley in his living room. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't. I can't. Guys, can guys, I, guys, guys, guys. We're in the I middle of they... a pandemic, okay? And I understand that everybody still wants the video game awards. I, myself, really enjoy the video game awards. I, I think they're fun. It's, it's goofy. However, we can do without it. I, I promise we can get through a year without the game awards. So you're and not feeling
0: this. You you, you I, wish
1: they wouldn't. I, I, I've felt this way with a lot of things through the pandemic. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I want sports to be back and it might sound a little, uh, you know, uh, contradictory that I'm so excited that sports are back and that there's some sense of normalcy there. But then, you know, I'm like, we don't need the game awards. I just, I'm not. I don't hate the Game Awards. I really love the Game Awards. It's just, it's not going to be the product that you want it to be, especially with that regardless. So it's just, yeah, just, you know, it, 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 eh.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It may be good. Um, real quick before we go to the next news story, I want you to go ahead right now. Give me your prediction for Game of the Year.
1: Oh, Game of the Year is, oh my God. Uh, I would like to say that Game of the Year is going to be. The Last of Us Part 2, but it won't be. And it will most likely be either Doom Eternal or Cyberpunk still comes out, right? Or it's did yeah. it push it? No, it's, it's, it's coming so. out in November. It's, But doesn't it have to hit a deadline? I don't think Cyberpunk's going to hit the deadline for this year, I've, right?
0: Uh, no, I think it will, actually. I think it comes out... Uh, Hang on, if it's after... Let me check that release date. I think because it got because there too. is a
1: cutoff day, and I thought it yeah, was there, in there is
0: a cutoff day, and I wonder if you can vote right now. So November nineteenth, I think it actually is going to miss the cutoff day because I think. Let me go to Game Awards because I think you can go ahead and vote. I think voting is already starting. Uh, Sorry guys, I'm trying to load. No, this. you're fine. I'm looking it
1: up too. Uh, let me see nominees for the Game Awards. That's 2019. Uh, so nothing, nothing's Awards?
0: open on the site. They're not letting you vote yet. Um, okay. When when they do open up the voting, we will update on our podcast uh, when uh, what games are going to be on there. If Cyberpunk's allowed in, I'm going to tell you right now that's going to win. It's going I, to win. Uh, I agree. CD, CD Project Red, man, they've they've become like the next rock star, they, they make games that are, that just play well. And I, I don't think, I think this game has been in development and delayed long enough that I think it's going to be nothing short of a masterpiece. Um, I could see things like final fantasy seven remake, giving it a run for its money. Um, Last of us part two, you had said, I think ghost of Tsushima is going to be in that conversation as well as doom eternal. Uh, but ultimately if, if cyberpunk is allowed in that conversation, it's going to be cyberpunk. Yeah, I completely
1: agree. I think the I think there's a strong argument for The Last of Us Part Two, just from um, a a technical and uh, you know take take all the things that you don't like about the story out of it and just talk about it as a video game. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. So that that should be in there, and and ghosts will
0: be ghosts will be too. I think for sure. Um, I would like. Do Eternal, I haven't played- Obviously. I haven't played it yet, but I really think it would be really cool if Ghost of Tsushima got it. But it it probably won't. I think I've heard enough people say it has enough technical issues that it probably would not get that. Yeah, I we'll we'll see. I think it's I think
1: that is the most interesting world that we've explored this year, hands down. I think that is the the most one of the most environmentally gorgeous and. Alive, feeling games, ever, 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 ever. So I don't know. Maybe it, it just depends. I it's always kind of a crapshoot, right? hmm Yeah, for sure.
0: And if um, if you're in the
1: conversation, your game is phenomenal.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I I think if Cyberpunk doesn't get it, it, it'll be Ghosts. Is my prediction. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's that's. And a so you're going, at, and
0: you're going. If it's not Cyberpunk, it'll be the Last of Us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We will see. Time will tell. November what? Twentieth or twelfth? December twelfth. Yes. Twentieth. Twentieth. I don't ten, know. Tenth? <laughs> tenth. Tenth. Fuck the Oscars. What's our last <laughs> what's what's our last uh, story, Kevin?
1: Epic will give you ten dollars to play Rocket League for free. You have until October twenty third. Rocket League goes free to play, and Epic will give you $10 to spend on the Epic's game store if you redeem the free game there. Basically, if you haven't played this game, what the fuck are you doing? Go play I Rocket League. I, 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 How do people still not own Rocket League? The game is incredible. It's so good. It's competitive. It's amazing. Go get the game and go Go buy a skin. Go buy the battle pass. Go support these guys uh, if,
0: because if, if you have it, if you have it on PC, they it is free to download right now on Epic Game Store until October twenty third, and you will get a ten dollar coupon. I went and did this last night to check it out as I was writing. I was getting this story put into the the Google Doc, and I went and did it, and sure enough, I got a ten dollar coupon for my next purchase from the Epic Game Store. So, yeah, this is this is great. It's a great game for free, and you get ten dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can't even. I can't even
1: begin to describe to you if you're listening to this and haven't played Rocket League. Just go play the game. It it feels phenomenal. It runs incredibly. It's it's just solid and it's really fun. You won't regret it. Period.
0: For those listening that don't know what Rocket League is, what is it, Kevin?
1: It is a it is a 4v4, 3v3, 2v2, or 1v1 soccer style game with cars. It's an arena. Uh, It's an arena physics based sports game, essentially, where you uh, are a car and you're just trying to score on the on your opponent. So it is it is a action sports game is kind of how I I would describe it.
0: Yeah, it's I will say this. I've played people listen to us. They know we love sports. uh, We love all video games, but there has not been a single sports game that has given me. With the exception of maybe FIFA, but the the thrill of scoring and winning late in a match is just like no other with fucking Rocket League. It's so fun using your car to just blast the ball into the goal. And and when the when it, when a goal hits the, the the pressure wave that sends the cars back, it's just it's a ton of fun and it's a great game. Yeah. And and it's cross platform yeah it's on every it's on literally every console available uh if you have a pc go to the epic game store download it for free i think the reason they did this is probably uh to kind of skew people away from steam to start using their platform more and i don't know why people hate on the epic game store so much i mean steam's great and all but epic's doing a lot of good things i've gotten so far i have gotten uh remnant uh what's what's the what's the damn game remnant from <laughs> Remnant from the Ashes. I got that for free uh, from Epic Games Store. I've got Rocket League and I've got Hitman all for free. Really good games. And I was able to pick up Assassin's Creed Odyssey for $5.99 on the Epic Games Store. So a lot Mm. of people talk shit on Epic, but man, they're doing a lot of good things on that store. I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. So, well, that is it for the news, Kevin. We are going to go switch it over to our topic of the show. Uh, We've done a lot of talking over the last couple of weeks over PS5 and Series X. We are closing out this generation Um, and we're heading into a new one. Our topic today, Kevin, me and you both have come up with five predictions of this next generation of things that we think are going to happen. Um, Kevin, why don't you start me off with your first? Okay, so this is going to be kind of a...
1: uh this is going to be a little off the wall. So as we all know, PlayStation 4 has tried to have good streaming functionality uh, capabilities on on the system, right? And it's just if you try to live stream from your PlayStation, it's not great. It looks kind of ugly. you know, there are issues with party chat and this and that. I think my prediction is, Is that with the PS5, Sony will finally fix the issues that the PS4 was plagued by, meaning not being able to grab teammates' voice chat, meaning not, uh, you know, you can add some sort of layouts if you want to live stream from your PlayStation. They'll have some kind of integration with either Twitch or YouTube or something. To where you'll be able to customize your stream a bit more. I think it's time and I think think Sony and Xbox now understand the true potential of these streaming services and how important and cool it would be if they could get more people streaming their games from their console at a lower price point easily and efficiently. So my prediction is that they will fix these past PS4 woe issues, and it will be a better, seem- more seamless streaming experience, whether you're streaming straight from the console or you're streaming through a capture card.
0: Okay, I like it. A little te- technical uh, prediction there. I think your predictions are going to be probably more accurate. Mine are kind of outlandish and things wishful thinking. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but i but I, I think, uh, yeah, I think and I think that gives us a good dynamic, too. Uh, we, we have a little bit of the hype and then the things to kind of keep us a little bit more grounded in reality. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would love that. There, obviously, I don't know it, for people that don't own a PlayStation 4, but but voice chat is not that great on it. Um, it takes fucking forever. Like if you were to create like just the UI, I wish would get fixed um and hopefully runs please, more please efficiently there's, there's just such a lag with trying to like leave a game and go into you know the ui to go to your party to add a friend then to go in a chat like it's very hard because like there are times you'll be playing a competitive shooter like we've done this before playing cod or apex where one of us gets online sends an invite we have to accept that and there's like this lag that takes when you hit the PlayStation button to go to your notifications and then go add the person, go accept the invite, get in the party, and then go back to the game. If you're doing that mid game, you're, you're dead, obviously, because you're just yeah wasting so much time. I'm, I'm hoping all of these things get ironed out
1: because there's, there's essentially no reason for it other than the, the limitations of, of the, of the PS4's GPU and CPU. So I think all of that stuff should be fixed, and I, I really hope that they they fix uh, audio issues too with party chats and all kinds of stuff like that. So mm-hmm. here's hoping. What about yours?
0: Uh, my first prediction for this generation will be PS5 Pro and updated Series X, that more modular one that I've talked about, will be coming out in 2022. I think uh, it just seems ever since the PS3 generation, even the PS2 had updates to its... Uh, Uh, Console, You know, they came out with a little thinner one. And uh, I think there was three different versions of the PlayStation 3. There was several different versions of the Xbox 360. Uh, I think we're going to see an enhanced version of the Pro. that will be a little bit more beefier. um, And same with Series X in in about two years.
1: Okay, so I'm going to piggyback off of that because one of my predictions is that we won't see an iterative console. For PlayStation, but we will see one for Xbox.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know you had that down. I'm sorry. I would, I could have saved that. But uh, so no, 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 you you're fine. I spelt things wrong. on the Google think Doc because I'm dumb. You think there will be a PS5 Pro, but not a updated Series X? No, or I think it v- v- will be updated. Vice versa. Yes,
1: vice versa. I think there will be an updated Xbox, but not an updated PlayStation. Hmm. Tell me why. I don't think that they're going. I don't think PlayStation is going to want to update i i just don't think there's anywhere for playstation to go at this point and i think xbox is better with hardware and i think i think xbox will find a way to either I, i'm not necessary. i don't necessarily think there'll be maybe a more powerful than the series x but maybe there'll be something in between the s and the x where you can do 4k but it's a little bit cheaper you know it's not as fat it's not yeah it's not as ugly looking it doesn't look like it, it looks like, like a mini grater. fridge <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think I think Sony is setting themselves up for success in just having one SKU, essentially. Like it's two SKUs, but it's one. Right? The only thing is the disc drive, which we all know doesn't cost a hundred dollars. By the way, we all know it doesn't cost a hundred dollars for disc drive. Period. So I think I think we're gonna see a bigger push for the digital editions uh, late in the in the generation. Because I think Sony's gonna wanna kind of control the price point on a lot of things. And I think by cutting out GameStop, it it monopolizes they can set prices for whatever they want, essentially, once those retailers are gone. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I think I think Sony's trying to push out GameStop specifically because of the used games and everything that they do and undercut prices. And you know, Sony doesn't see that money and blah blah blah. So I think what we're gonna see is we're gonna see the digital edition get pushed as kind of that iterative and it'll price drop. I think it'll price drop and I think it'll go 50 bucks, you know, the two years, it'll be 50 bucks, uh, less, maybe 75 bucks less, depending on, on the time of year. And I think they're going to push that as their, uh, as their, as Xbox pushes the iterative console that I, I feel they will come out with. Sony will just price drop. Both consoles, but the other, but the PS5 digital edition is going to be cheap. That's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know, but that's kind of where I see them going.
0: I kind of agree with you. I kind of disagree in the sense that I just feel like because of what has happened the last two generations, um, obviously the pro and the Xbox one X, uh, as, as years go by technology advances, right? And I think we are hitting a ceiling as far as what can be put in a console, I think we're just getting too close. These two, both of these consoles are technically, for all intents and purposes, they're PC towers. Um, so we're we're kind of nearing that limit, I think. Um, but th- the announcement of Nvidia's 3080 and the things that they're going to be able to do with those, I think, are going to push these consoles to update. And I, and that's kind of the one reason I, and because of everything that's happened in the past, uh, you know, the PS4 to the PS4 pro Xbox, to Xbox one X, I, I think there will be an iterative version and I, it sucks. I hate that because like we're spending $500 on these machines. And then, you know, four years later, I got to go get the better one. I mean, no, you don't have to, but a lot of people do. And I did, you know, I got the PS4 at launch uh, when the pro came out, I went and got a pro and gave the PS4 to my stepson. So, it sucks, but from a consumer standpoint, also too, neither Microsoft or Sony would have to make significant changes. They could just both release an updated version, and people fucking buy it. I mean, from a from a capitalist standpoint, it makes it's a no brainer that they would make an iterative console, right? Because a it extends the generation for one, it keeps it keeps uh, them from having to. You know, most console generations usually last about three to five years, Uh, with the exception of PS3 and Xbox 360 generation, because of the recession, I think uh, lasted eight, almost eight and a half years. Uh, This one, we're about six. So anywhere from five to six years, I think is going to be that's the standard of how long generations last. And I think because of. uh, They're going to want to make money, there'll be an advancement in technology, but they don't have to put out the next big thing just yet. I, I, that's why I think there'll be an iterative for both. I, 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 definitely see where you're coming
1: from and I think you could be correct. I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of putting a prediction out on the line that I think is a little, I think Xbox will, and I, I don't know if PlayStation will. I, so we'll see. I think you could be right in that. It kind of is a no brainer that they'll do it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe PlayStation doubles down on, on, on games and, and doesn't, uh, doesn't try to push hardware again. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. What do you have next, Kev? Uh, I have this down, which is it's it's a prediction about sales. I I said that Xbox and Sony sales will be extremely close, if not negligible, between the two. I think this this console generation is going to bring Xbox back to its former glory. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to knock PlayStation down a peg for not being as, and I hate to use this word, consumer-friendly. I think Xbox is going to win over the heart of gamers, and I think the Xbox Series X is going to be a fantastic device, and I think the Series S is going to be a great price point for casuals, and I think they're... I think people are just going to take the chance on there not being as many exclusive games right off the rip. And I think they're going to dive into that Xbox ecosystem.
0: So I want to dive into this a little bit because something happened uh, two days ago. I was at work and we were near GameStop and I was like, I'll just go in here and see if they have any available PS5 pre-orders for the fuck of it. And I got to talking with one of the retailers there. Uh, obviously they didn't have any PS5 pre-orders. Um, and I said, do you have any Xbox series X? And he was like, no, those sold out in the first 10 minutes. And I said, what? And he told me now, granted, I, I, because of the podcast and the things we've talked about, I know that Xbox is going to be way better this gen, right? Like not better. I'm not saying it's going to be better than PS five. I think they're both going to be the same chill out. That's not what I meant by that. (laughs) But what I'm saying is better than what they did the last gen or this current gen, right? Because of the, the games pass model that they are, like you said, more consumer friendly. Now he told me that, uh, he came into work on the, morning of the Xbox Series X pre-orders and there was a line of 26 people into the street and uh, he told them, guys, I'm sorry I only have 15 pre-orders available and so I think what you saw Sony's already shot themselves in the foot with the whole pre-ordering fiasco I guarantee you a lot of those people that were in line because that was just at one GameStop location in my town we have four of them in, in my town, four GameStops and if that's just one location. I'm sure that happened a lot of other places. I really think Sony shot themselves in the foot with the fuck-ups with the pre-orders that people were not able to get those PS5s and they were like, they've heard so much about what Xbox is doing and all the good things with Game Pass. They said, fuck it. I can't get a PS5. I'll go get a Series X. And I think that Sony helped bump Microsoft's pre-order numbers. I really do. I think that's I think that's definitely true.
1: And, and I think... I mean, Xbox kind of botched theirs too because they broke the internet with them, uh, and and a lot of scalp since they. Okay, so analysis that I have read and heard was that Sony's you know quote unquote botched pre-order uh, debacle, right, was almost better for gamers. And here's what the I can't remember where I read it, but here's where it was how it was explained in the article. It basically said that by Sony dropping them before people knew, less bots were able to get on and wipe out all the pre-orders. It gave your average person more time to go on before bots could be sent out to refresh and grab all the consoles so they could be resold Mm. for scalpers. So... With X- Xbox saying, hey, it's going to be on this time, at this date, at these retailers, people just set up their bots, and bots took them, boom, like that, right off the rip, right? And it's been right. really hard for people to get Xboxes. So, while what Sony did fucking sucked and made it so that a lot of people couldn't get consoles, I'm not, I'm not positive that it didn't actually make it more possible for people to get consoles uh, yeah, rather watch. than less. At launch, so, I don't know. I don't
0: know yeah. for a fact, but that reasoning does make sense to me. It could be possible. Um, and like I said, I'm basing what I said just purely off of the in-person store purchases. I think, I think the, the PS five pre-order debacle kind of made it to where people were able to get, uh, series X instead of a PS five instead. And so, right. Um, but yeah, I think the sales are going to be a lot closer. Like it, like this, the, the, the difference, this gen was so bad that Phil Spencer and Microsoft did not. They still to this date have not released how many Xbox Ones are in the wild. They just refuse to because the numbers would be completely embarrassing. And it, especially now this late in this generation, if they were to do that now, that could hurt their Series X. Because if people just look at that and go, oh, well, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Even though that's I not don't want to be I don't want to be a loser for owning an Xbox system yeah, because that's how or, people look. Not us, mm-hmm. but
1: I mean, there are people being like, "Well, I don't want to buy an Xbox because you know Sony's eating their lunch and all those Sony ponies are gonna berate me on Twitter." You know, like people think that
0: way. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so yeah, it, it was so bad that Phil Spencer and they they didn't ever they have never released how many xbox ones have sold um it's it's been i think ign did like they they did a uh they did a model to where they think they got pretty close to how much they were but the difference was between like between sony and microsoft was like by a Oh, i mean it's not even close and so I, but yeah, I think it will be closer. I think, I think just because of the success of the PlayStation brand over the last, because of PS2, because of PS3, because of PS4. And then, you know, now I think Sony will still end up selling more. I think Sony is the, when you think of the living room console, people have always thought PlayStation, um, cause it's just been around and done. So had success for so many years. Right. Right. Uh, yep. X- Xbox came to the game a little bit too late. If they would have, if Microsoft would have had something around the N- N- super Nintendo and the PlayStation one era, maybe it'd be a different story. But, um, I think that's the reason why I still think pl- pl- Sony wins as far as sales go this gen. Uh, but I think you're right. I think the numbers are going to be a lot closer and I, I am hundred percent in agreement with you, man. Microsoft is, they are, they are community focused. And Sony is not. Sony is money focused. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my next prediction, Elder Scrolls six will launch very near to the end of the generation within the next five to six years, as Mm. well as as at around the same time that it launches a sequel to The Witcher three will be out or on the horizon And secondary to the success of Witcher and Cyberpunk and all the bad graces that Bethesda's had with gamers over the last few years, that Witcher game will sell more copies than Elder Scrolls VI.
1: I like that prediction.
0: I like that prediction
1: because I think think you're on to something there.
0: I just think that... People are considering uh, CD Projekt Red to be the premier developer of Western RPGs and what a Western RPG is. I think that's who they look to. I think that's becoming the, that will now be the gold standard. We'll, it, it, we'll have to see how Cyberpunk does. It's a game that's not even out yet. Uh, but how good Witcher was over like a game like Skyrim for a fantasy game, uh, I really think that uh, CD Projekt Red is the is the company to beat when it comes to Western RPGs.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think Bethesda does have things to prove this generation. I think they do have a lot to prove. Like I said on on last week's podcast, uh, Bethesda hasn't been in the best uh, graces of gamers in a while, and it's because they've put out kind of lackluster products minus Doom. Uh, you always have to take Doom out of the equation in anything it does. Um, but for for the for the most part, I. It's tough to win over gamers again. I mean, people will remember Fallout 76 and people will remember that Fallout 4 was good but wasn't as good as everyone had hoped it to be, right? And I think when you start to compile all of these things and if their next game, the next one that comes out for Xbox and PlayStation 5, if it doesn't if it's not a home run and it's a, mm, it's a 6.578 out of 10 on the sites, right? Your average Metacritic sitting at like a 75 people are not going to be happy. They're not. Mm -hmm. And, and cyberpunk is just going to be better than all of those games. Um, So I, I think, I think you're right. I think maybe the Witcher three would sell more copies than Elder Scrolls six. And I, I, I think that almost might be a safe prediction, thinking thinking through everything that I have seen just from the from the eye test, right just from how Bethesda's been being perceived before the Xbox announcement on the internet uh, you know, the janky broken game engines, honestly, just broken. Um, Fallout 4 just didn't feel good to play in my hands. And you know, mm-hmm. and I've said this a million times, For me, controls are so huge. And if a game doesn't control well, I cannot play it. I just can't. And that's always been some of my gripes with GTA, is that sometimes I feel that GTA doesn't feel good to play. And, and, And it just is clunky and sometimes cumbersome. And I don't like playing games like that. So, I think you could be right
0: here. We'll see. We'll see. I just feel like, like I said, I mean, CD Projekt Red, they've... They have proven they can do a fantasy game better than Bethesda um, Now we're about to see if they can do a sci-fi RPG better than Bethesda
1: yeah i I can't wait I I can't wait uh, this this generation is gonna just kick ass. Oh yeah. okay, it's gonna be great. What's next? So this is kind of a uh. I, I went very interesting with my predictions. This is kind of out there. I said competitive games will have to balance out frame rate if you're if you can play backwards compatibility between Xbox Series X and Xbox One and PS5 and PS4. And here's here's kind of what I what I'm thinking with this is that if I'm playing Call of Duty Cold War on my PlayStation 5 on my monitor. That's 140 hertz. I'm getting 120 frames on this bitch, right? If I'm playing against other PlayStation players that are playing still on PlayStation 4, they're only going to be running the game at 60 frames. The extra 60 frames does make a difference. And I think people are seeing it with Call of Duty in Warzone right now with crossplay enabled. And it's not as much of an issue because. You know, on on PC, some, you know, some PCs aren't able to run it at that high. Some are, you know, you've got some people using mouse and keyboard, some people using controller. And obviously, uh, as we've seen in all of these VicStar tournaments and everything else, the people who are slaying out and doing really well in these tournaments are using controller on PC, period. They're using scuffs, they're using astros, and they're out there playing with PC uh, controller on PC. You're talking about Call of Duty Duty specifically. Yes.
0: yes. But I think this
1: is going to branch out to uh, a lot of other competitive shooters as well. In that I think you're going to see people that are playing on the next gen consoles be better from the sheer. I think there's going to be a competitive advantage playing on PS5 just because of the sheer frame rate and fidelity um, that the game is able to run at. And I think I think it's actually going to cause some issues with these games.
0: So I totally get what you're saying. And I'm, I'm, for the most part, I'm in agreement with it. However, playing the majority of this last Call of Duty on PC, the majority of the time I've spent with it, I've played on PC. Uh, I do really well, right? And I, I played a lot of it. I've kind of switched, switched hit, right? Like I, I've played a lot of it mouse and keyboard. I've played a lot with a controller on PC. Um, just because I like playing COD with a controller, it's how I've always played it that just feels right to me. Uh, every other first-person shooter, I usually use mouse-keyboard, games like Valorant, obviously, uh, CSGO, Overwatch, Doom. I'm going to use mouse-keyboard. But I'm still playing at that higher frame rate. I'm in mixed lobbies, and the majority of the lobbies are mainly console players who are at stuck at 60 People are holding their own at 60 FPS. You know what I mean? Like, the, I'm I'm not even uh, I'm not that great, and I know they're skill based matchmaking. So I'm I'm usually middle of the tier or head towards the top. But there are players on console that are, uh, majority of the players that are winning matches are console players, right? Because they've been playing Call of Duty the longest. So I get what you're saying. I just feel like 60 to 120 is not going to be that big of a difference um as far as competitive goes um now granted now if you're getting into 120 um and then you're depending and it also t- depends too on how good your ping is right so sure yeah uh, i i don't i i get what you're saying and i think it could pose an issue i just don't think it's going to be that noticeable i i don't think they're going to lock lobbies to 60 fps on uh, PS5, right? Because then, then you're just taking. What's the point of me playing this game on this console? Why did I buy it for this? If that's right. the case,
1: no, yeah, I totally. I, 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 and that's what I'm saying is, I, I think since they, they won't be able to do that. I think there will be some gripe about it. Oh I, I, yeah, for sure. There's always gonna be bitching about something, right? Oh yeah, I mean, hey, always, always, people are always griping. I and at, at least at the very least, I mean, the big issue right now is just the cheaters, especially in Call of Duty. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I see what you're saying and that it's not going to be, you know, that big of a deal, but I, I just, I'm, I'm afraid that kids are going to get stomped on, uh, specifically with people in controller based lobbies, not necessarily as much, uh, mouse and keyboard controller, because, you know, I think. I think when push comes to shove with games like overwatch and, and other games where you can play with a controller or with aim assist on a, or you can play with uh with mouse and keyboard or aim assist on a controller. I think the aim assist helps tremendously. Even the, the, the field of play depending on the game. Obviously there are games that mouse and keyboard will dominate controller. Um, but I think some of these more popular titles, Call of Duty, Overwatch to an extent, um, I think controller players until you get obviously into the upper echelon of Overwatch or uh, but a lot of Cod pros always use controller because you're right. Like like you said, it just feels better on a controller than it does mouse and keyboard. Um, and we've seen a lot of, of PC players that always play mouse and keyboard switching tim the tatman plays sometimes on controller dr disrespect plays on controller you know a lot of these big streamers end up switching over to controller for different games because there's a serious competitive advantage uh playing on pc with a controller at high frames
0: yeah crim crim six who is one of the popular cod streamers he's not one of the most popular streamers but he's one of the most popular competitive uh cod players uh, he's always played with a controller. He started playing um, this COD, even Warzone when it came out on PS4. He now plays on a PC, but he still uses a controller. So, yeah, and there, I mean,
1: Nick Merckx does the same thing, and he's mm-hmm. probably the most popular Warzone streamer, and he's also in like very very good at the game, uh, mm-hmm. and he's always using a controller. And you know, it it will be interesting to see. I think uh, how all of it ends up shaking out. For sure.
0: Um, my next prediction, this entire generation is going to be completely full of remakes. Um, what that, what I mean by that is I think, yeah, we got a lot of remakes and remasters this gen. I think we're going to get a lot more, uh, this gen. I think, um, because of the impressive power, the success of games that we've seen, such as Tony Hawk's pro skater, um, the, you know, obviously Demon's Souls looks phenomenal. Doesn't even look like a Souls game the way it runs. It does. But you know what I mean? The movement just looks so crisp and clean. Yeah, I think everything are looks want, good. People are going to want more of that, right? People are going to want to see the games how they imagine. Obviously, the Final Fantasy VII remake was just like the first. Technically, it was only the first like four hours of the original game uh, condensed into one single game. So there's going to be more parts of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I really think we're going to get a lot of remakes and remasters. I I think we're going to see, obviously I think metal gear is coming. Um, I think people are going to want like silent Hills rebooted. Uh, I think we may get, um, I I just think that we're going to get a lot more. Yeah, I think you're right too. And I, I love
1: remakes. Don't get me wrong. I love remakes, but I love some original shit too.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, so it sucks, I, sucks. every time I
1: hear it, it's like oh Metal Gear it's like oh this oh that you know oh Crash Bandicoot oh uh, I'm like I love these games and these games are incredibly nostalgic and I love playing them but I also love new and original IP and I know mm-hmm. and, and we're seeing this look we're seeing this in film we're seeing this in video games we're seeing this in TV everything that's old that, that is old is new again and uh, I don't know if it's necessarily and i see it in theater i mean shit i'm seeing shit in theater all the time revivals of shows and reimagining of this and that and it's like cool but where's all the new stuff where's all the exciting We're, we're we're in you know 2020 it's you know, there's so many cool, new, fresh ideas and opinions and, and technology out there. I just want to see that really incredible new IP from Xbox or from Sony that that knocks it out of the park and becomes Halo or becomes Uncharted,
0: you know? But it, it, and I do, too. I'm right there with you. But it's hard, right? And, and to make a remake of something is is safe because no, either way, even if the game's bad depending on whatever it is, it's safe because you know, it will sell because there will be hype around it. People will be like, Oh, they'll be eating the fuck out of the member berries and, and they'll flock to it. Um, Tony Hawk's pro skater could have performed fucking terrible, but it would have sold just as much as it did because people wanted to see that again. Um, right. So I, 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 I'm with you. I would love more original ideas, but it's harder now, especially more than ever being this deep into video games. Uh, people are having to come up with ideas that are original is, is, is hard. And, and so when a company says, Oh, well, I guess we could just remake this game from 20 years ago, I'm all for it too, as a gamer, because I'd love to see what that looks like now with updated graphics and, 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 controls and movement and combat and things like that. So it sucks. It's, it's a it's a good problem to have, right? Because I, there is nothing wrong with remakes, but I do think we are going to start to, I, I think by the end of this generation, people are going to be like, oh, fuck another remake. I really think that's coming.
1: I think so too.
0: I, I, and you know, there have been a
1: lot of remasters and I'm guilty. I, I buy a lot of remakes. I, obviously I love fantasy, uh, final fantasy seven remake. That game is incredible. Um, really, really good. I think actually that way, that one might be in game of the year contention as well. I don't think it's as good as some of those other games, but it might be up there in the conversation. I think it, oh, it be. will it's, be, it'll,
0: it'll get a vote. It's,
1: it's, it's really good, and uh, it deserves to be there. But, you know, I uh, look, I've played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 on, what, how many different consoles now? PS2, PS3, PS3, P- or yeah, P- PS2, PS3, PS4, and probably if they release it again on PS5, I'll fucking buy it there too. So, you know, I'm one to talk. I I, I had an incredible nostalgia for a lot of these games, and um, I think we will get sick of it, though. I really do.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I do too um, so we are out of your predictions right because the other two were kind of yes I my the Xbox and Sony one was kind of a two for one we'll, we'll get through my last two pretty quickly and then I have one last thing that I want to talk about um, my next prediction uh, I'm just going to say it right now this probably is not going to happen but I'm going to go ahead and say the words Vita 2 I just came. <laughs> I, I've
1: i been wanting Sony to come out with another... Uh, hello, i come. To come out with another... Um, <laughs> come. <laughs> to come out with another handheld. I've just wanted it. I've wanted it for a very long time. I love the Vita. I think the Vita was an incredible piece of hardware. I don't know. I It's just really good, and I think it deserves... A Vita too, and I also think that if they could integrate it well with the PS5, and you could play a lot of first-party exclusives on it somehow, I don't know. I think it would sell gangbusters.
0: Mm-hmm. I and that's why I wrote it down. I, if you're listening to this podcast and you did not buy a PlayStation Vita, fuck you, because it sucks. That thing did not sell well at all. And it was literally if you ever got the and if you're listening and you played a Vita, you know that what I'm about to say is correct is probably even against the switch. It is probably the best handheld console ever made from a technical standpoint and, and as terms of functionality and controls and the weight. It, it was just perfect. The Vita was amazing. Yeah. Am I wrong, Kevin? The-
1: no, you're correct. The only thing it was missing was another was two more bumpers. They needed a, an R2 and an L2, and the thing would have been, in my opinion, the best. I mean, it's still probably the best handheld, barring. I, I think Game Boy Advance probably beats it out, but uh, Vita is just, it's an incredible handheld, and it was so far ahead of its time. People just weren't ready for it.
0: The reason, the reason why the Vita failed so much is because Sony was so focused on making it a first and second party machine, it did not get a lot of third party development for it. And that's the shame. That's the problem. If you would have had games like Konami developing all these Castlevania games, Capcom developing Mega Man games, you know, uh, the, all these great games that make handheld games great uh all the indies that are now available on the vita but they weren't at launch you know you could play shovel Knight now you could play games like hollow Knight and things like that but you couldn't originally and uh or maybe not hollow Knight, but there's tons of indie games out there that that are now available on vita that weren't at launch and they've ceased production of the vita it's sad it's it's um but the vita was great and to have that there there are games that i think They are on Switch that could probably run better on Vita. That's how powerful this thing was. Um,
1: Yeah, I I think so too. And one of the best PlayStation exclusives that recently just came to PC uh, was locked on the Vita Persona 4 Golden. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the best games made for PlayStation, period, was Persona 4 Golden. It's a fantastic game. It's so, so good. Everybody should play it if you like JRPGs. But. It's 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 on Vita Island somewhere. You know, you have to own a Vita to play
0: it unless you got a PC. I think the only thing that would keep Sony from developing another Vita or it probably will not be called Vita because of the failure the Vita was um, it may be called PSP2 or something like that or PS5P. I don't know, but I do think they may try to develop another handheld but I think the, f- the only setback would be of how bad, poorly, the, the Vita did sell. Yeah, I think would be its only problem.
1: Yeah, do it, Sony. Do
0: it. I, I wish they would. Um, last prediction I have for next gen would be Microsoft and Nintendo become partners in some way. Now, we've already seen bits and pieces of this uh, teased, but what I mean by this is I mean almost like Nintendo becomes Nintendo and Microsoft both become second party developers for each other is kind of what I'm getting at. I bet there's I'm predicting some sort of contract agreement, something that will eventually you will see a Zelda and a Mario game on an Xbox system. Mm, Interesting. So I, I think it's probably more
1: likely for Xbox games to be on Nintendo, but you could be right
0: about that. I, I just feel like they've gotten so close with each other over the last couple of years. I think we're very close to maybe seeing games pass in some sort coming to uh, Nintendo and it may not you may not get like a ton of these, obviously because of graphical limitations. You're not gonna get games like uh, Halo 4 and 5 and and Gears four and 5 on on, on a switch. Uh, You could, and it might be, and it could work. You know, we've seen games like The Witcher and Doom uh, run very well on the Nintendo Switch. But uh, I think there will be some kind of agreement to Games Pass coming to Nintendo in the near future. And Mm. I think uh, with that, it'll be, hey, we'll shake your hand if you scratch our dick and, you know, Mario and Zelda go to Xbox. That would be awesome. I would love I think it'd be, I, I would love to see how, like, could you imagine Breath of the Wild on an Xbox Series X? Oof! Yeah, it'd it be, be awesome. So.
1: I would never own a. I would never own a Nintendo console ever again.
0: No, no, yeah. Why, why? Why would you? And that's what I'm saying. I think, I think, both of those companies would benefit so well from a merger of some sort. But uh, that remains to be seen. Um, real quick, Kev, to end out our podcast, I'm yes. gonna say because we're just this is all predictions and stuff. I'm gonna give uh, some of these are developers, some are publishers and I'm going to say the name of the company and I want you to predict a new game for this company that they is, is on the realm of possibility happening this gen. Okay. Okay. And we, and you can think about it and if you don't have one, I'll go and vice versa. Um, we'll start with Nintendo. Okay. And it has to be one that we don't know about, right? Something we don't know about, something that you would like to see that you think could actually be a possibility of happening. I think we can see a
1: Mario RPG style game. A new Mario RPG. Similar, a new Mario RPG. I I think Nintendo would be very wise
0: to develop that. And I think the last Mario RPG was what? Did that even go on the SNES or was that just the regular NES? I don't know. I think I think, I think it was I think it was Super Nintendo. I think it was SNES too. Or yes. SNES. Super Mar- Super Mario RPG. It was on the uh da, 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 Super Nintendo, and then it also got ported to the Wii. But yes, so you're saying Super Mario RPG. Yep. That would be so cool. I would love it. That'd that. be great. That'd be awesome. Um mine for Nintendo would be um I think I'm just going to stick with like a Mario game on an Xbox. Mario game on an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next. Rockstar. Oh, uh, GTA
1: six, I think is going to be, is a pretty much a shoe in for halfway through the generation.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, we obviously know that's coming. It's probably in development, but there has not been any confirmation that it is in actual development at all. So I'll allow that. Um, Mine, uh, there's been rumors about it, uh, that their next game, I'm going to say Bully 2 comes out next year. Oh, that would be incredible. I love Bully. I think Bully 2 comes to uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X next fall. Okay. Uh, but I'm with you. I think GTA Six is probably 2023 at the earliest. Don't yeah, you
1: think? I would say yeah, I would say 2023 is probably a pretty good. I'm like doing the math in my head. Yeah, 2023, 2024, something like that.
0: It'll get delayed. So let's just get yeah. the big boys. Let's just get the big boys out of the way. Microsoft. Uh
1: Microsoft's got a Microsoft's got to have something third person action adventure to compete with Sony. They got to do something. They need to maybe either grab a big established IP or, you know, something they need. They need a big, a, a big hitter. I'm thinking something on the level of star Wars, something on the level of uh, Lord of the rings, like Amazon's doing something like that. And it needs to be a good third person story driven action game to tell Sony, Hey, we can do this too. Okay what,
0: what would it be i, I I'm, you're, I'm you're thinking, thinking just new
1: IP I'm thinking a new IP from I, I'm thinking something that they develop from the ground up and I, I think I think it would have to do something with, uh, with with space like some some kind of well they have halo I don't know maybe not space I, they, they need some they need a cool environment to ground and bring people in. Because I I don't know if they're going to be able to earn everyone's trust right off the bat. They're going to have to have an amazing concept. That's why I said grabbing another IP uh, would be be a good idea for them is because they can say, well, at least we have Lord of the Rings or at least we have whatever. Um, Something like that, I think, would be huge. What do you think?
0: I don't know if this is going to happen, but because of the recent merger with uh, ZeniMax, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say whatever the actual title is going to be, Doom 3 is exclusive to Xbox and PC.
1: That's bold.
0: Because I don't think they have the balls to say Elder Scrolls, right? I don't think they... I just don't think they have the balls to do that, but they need to really if they want to stick it to sony and stick to their guns and especially show that hey yeah this is our studio now we own these fuckers you got to make one of those major titles whether it be like a dishonored uh Prey, um uh you know uh anything t- shinji Mikami and tango maybe evil within 3 uh or doom i i i wolfenstein rage 3 it's, it's, something needs to be exclusive to xbox they have to have an exclusive a new exclusive so and if from one of those big studio acquisitions they just got i think that has to happen you paid 7.5 billion dollars to own some of these ips you better make it be your own on your console only right yeah um activision blizzard oh man
1: they need to cancel overwatch two and just make overwatch one the game (laughs) that's my biggest suggestion for them is to just not make Overwatch Two. Take everything that you were thinking about bringing to Overwatch Two, and just bring it to Overwatch One. Don't make people go out and buy another game. Don't do all these.
0: Just yeah, because it's it. going to be too similar. I don't understand why Overwatch Two is even a thing. It should just be over- Overwatch Enhanced or something, right?
1: Yeah, it should just be like a massive expansion, right? And that you pay fifteen dollars for it, and it's still Overwatch, but it's everything new, right? And it's almost like a full install. It, it would it would essentially be like Overwatch Two, but you don't. It, it's not Overwatch Two. Does that make well, sense?
0: Meanwhile, Bobby Kotick is in a bathtub full of money right now and doesn't give a flying fuck what you say and is making Overwatch 2 and it's going to be f- f- uh, sixty nine ninety nine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and it's going to have a,
1: a battle pass and it's going to have it's going to. Yeah, it's going to be Overwatch like 2020 edition, right, where I just I just don't. I just don't think overwatch two is a smart idea. I think it's going to split the fan base. I think it's going to split the player base. I think it's going to fuck the competitive scene up, but Hey, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but that's, I mean, I, instead of making a new game, I think they should just fix overwatch. It's in a really bad state right now. Like the, I know the competitive community is all up in arms about the
0: new metas and I, it, they just need
1: to fix that shit.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, my prediction for them, and this is very bold something I've been hoping for for a very, very long time. But I really think because of this newest expansion, we're close now more than ever. I think it's changing the game up and getting things ready as a test. World of Warcraft 2.0. And what I mean by that is Shadowlands is going to change the lore so much by the end of it that because they've already revamped. Like once you if you purchase Shadowlands and you create a new character, you're can you're starting at level one inside shadowlands right it's not you're not on azeroth at all you're in the basically the it's like purgatory right and i think this may be a test to see could a canon mmos survive because mmos were popular in the early 2000s right they're not so much anymore, and 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 I think Shadowlands, the popularity of it, uh, it's 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 allegedly going to be bringing people back to WoW in record numbers. Now, granted, they're not going to see the what was it like twelve point five million active daily users that they saw in two thousand six. That's never going to happen again. But I think if enough people do it. And I think enough. I think you that engine is so old, right? They've updated it enough, and they they've gone as far as they could to update the graphics. But seeing the game like uh, New World from Amazon coming out, which looks gorgeous, and it's an MMO, and then God knows what their Lord of the Rings MMO is going to look like. Wow's graphics have always kind of, for the last several years, been kind of the topic of well, there are new RP, there are new MMOs out that look better, but still, Wow still has that gameplay, right? So I think. Blizzard really needs to revamp it. Kind of like similar to what Epic did with Fortnite. It could still be the same game, but let's see a new engine. Let's see it running on like Unreal or something.
1: That would be huge. That would be great. I mean, I think they're I think they should. I don't know
0: why they wouldn't. I think it would be a success. I think it would make money. It's not going to like I said, it's not going to make 2004 2006 numbers of active users, but I think if you made WoW 2 and it it it, it came might... out it, it might it, it, make two thousand
1: six numbers because if if it came out and it was good and it looked really good and it was still the same core loop of of World of Warcraft and it was as
0: you know it had the depth and your friends were playing it I fucking think it could it, it totally could and I think I think they should do that and I think uh, there's a, there's a rumor in the community that 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 this is maybe why we're doing this this is what Shadowlands did uh, for those that don't know anything about World of Warcraft Shadowlands is basically It's it's just there's a situation that happened in the lore that totally destroyed the world. Now, we already saw this once with Cataclysm, but you still stayed on that world. You're going someplace completely new and never been seen before. So this this is huge, right? So uh, I think this might be testing the waters to can they can they fuck shit up enough to where people will be like, hey, this is new and I like it. Because I think they I th- can. I, I mean, activism. You- I was just going to say real quick, I think when you have a game that's had success for so many, like we're going on 16 years of World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, I think when you have a game that's been that successful for that long, it is it can be terrifying to completely just let it go. And and like people have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point into this game that people that there are people that this is the only game they've played since 2004. Sure. And and so I, it, that can be a scary thing to say, hey, guys, we're not going to support this anymore because you would have to allocate all your resources to WoW
1: 2.0. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be huge if they did it. And I, th- I think I think it would be a, a smart move from a staying current standpoint, which, yeah. I mean, it was kind of everything.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think they should. Um, moving on. Uh, Sony.
1: Sony needs to make a good first person shooter again. Yes. They need to make a good FPS. They need to, they need to compete with halo. They need to compete with call of duty. They need a studio to come in and say, we are going to make not, I I think it has to be set somewhere else other than this earth. Um, you know, space type vibe, something similar maybe to Killzone where it's this, you know, interesting type world. They need something like that. It needs to be fast. It needs to be um, very competitive. It needs to have something similar, I think, to to Counter-Strike. It has to have... I think it just needs to be very diverse i think they need to make a diverse shooter that you can jump in you can play tdm or you can play this 5v5 slower competitive style search and destroy or objective based gameplay that people can get really really into
0: that's what they need they they need I, it desperately i 100% agree with you My prediction is along the lines of that. It's going to be a shooter. It's going to have a single player campaign that is very tactical. That's very fun. It's going to have third and first person options, and it's going to be uh, the multiplayer needs to be supported very well to drive it to compete with games like Halo and Call of Duty. I think they need that. And I think the perfect game is right underneath their IP, bring back SOCOM and make it a, Full fledged game to where it can be competitive online.
1: Yeah, that I it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. Sony's gotta get out of just the third person action. They have
0: to, they but have I'm, I'm, to. I'm calling it. I'm saying SOCOM Navy SEALs comes back. Has I, I, the only problem with SOCOM is it's always been a third person game, right? Um could it could it survive at first person and I think you could do that I just like keep the core campaign how socom's always been kind of that ghost recon you can play it with your friends and co-op the whole thing or you can play with uh you know three AI squad members and you play through that but the multiplayer has to compete with things like cod and halo and I I think that uh they they could find success if they just uh you know let let gorilla make socom because I can compl- gorilla I completely agree. Gorilla, Gorilla knows how to make first-person shooters because of the success of Killzone, right? And they know how to make pretty third-person games because of Horizon. So I think Gorilla needs to make SOCOM. I would I'd be so down. Uh, we need an
1: exclusive shooter back on PlayStation. We need it. Mm-hmm. The gamers have spoken.
0: Yes. Alright. Uh the next one. The studio has been in the shit dumpster ever since the release of um Mass Effect Andromeda and some could say Mass Effect 3. What does BioWare do before EA closes their doors? What can they do? They fix Anthem.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what BioWare does. They fix Anthem and and they come out swinging. That's what they do. That's the only thing they can do I think at this point. This is their this is their, their Hail Mary is they go in and they redesign Anthem from the ground up and they make the loot good. They make the world interesting. They make the controls better. They make the world interesting, like uh, f- an ounce of interest. They they need to completely rebuild Anthem. That's what they have to do. I think it would be more interesting if they branched off and they did uh, something in the RPG like maybe a survival horror role-playing game or something like that. I think they do really well. Um, But I I really think the only option for them at this point though, is focusing on Anthem and getting that shit done and have it actually be good. Mm
0: -hmm. I completely agree. I was going to say Anthem, but I was going to say, you know, don't even fuck with what you had. Just make Anthem 2 from the ground up and make it good. And, 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 or just even call it, just call it Anthem again or something, but don't use any of your assets that you use. Don't you, don't even touch that game. Make it feel completely different. Make it be successful because I think if, um, cause EA obviously, I think they want a piece of that, um, uh, games as a service pie that Activision had for a while in Destiny and that they have currently with World of Warcraft. And I think that EA wants that money and, uh they they really need to let bioware stick to their guns and create a game that they want to make and it doesn't even have to be anthem but maybe like a maybe like a something set in the universe of mass effect or something that's that's games as a service kind of like destiny like a third person destiny they need something like that um but i think you know they've got dragon age coming out and if it's successful i could see them being fine but ea isn't is known for If your games are shitty, we're going to close your doors and it's all going to depend on Dragon Age, right? Because that's the game that they're currently working on. If it comes out and it doesn't sell well, Bioware is shut down. Yeah, I agree. agree. That's my prediction is that Bioware shuts down because Dragon Age doesn't sell well because of their past failures. And I think and, and this is the thing that's going to suck. I think Bioware shuts down, but Dragon Age is a really fucking good video game. And mm. it's, but it just doesn't sell. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, Bandai Namco. Oh, from God, Soft. I have we'll no just, predictions. We'll I'm just, we, I'll just say one real quick. Uh, Bloodborne two. It has to happen. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bloodborne two. Once again, Sony exclusive. Um, that's what I think Bandai Namco does. Uh, Which actually, no, wait, that's not a Bandai Namco game. Bloodborne that- was developed is developed by FromSoft, but Sony uh, uh, Japan owns that IP, so never mind. Oh. Uh, Bandai Namco, I guess you could just say Dark Souls Four probably happens at some point. I would assume. Yeah, it's got to. Um. Capcom make Marvel vs. Capcom 4 already god damn it I am so surprised that that has not happened and I'm so glad you said that Uh, that's not my prediction but that is something that I think needs to happen there's a lot of fighting game fans that are waiting for that I don't understand why it hasn't because of the success of the Marvel movies and everything going on right now it would sell like gangbusters if you made that again
1: just fucking do
0: it (laughs) Uh, my, six, my my prediction for Capcom is God damn it, Josh. I know you're listening out there somewhere. Mega Man Legends 3. Give it to us <laughs> now. We fucking need it. Give me Mega Man. Um, but all seriousness, that's probably never going to happen. Uh, I bet Mega Man 12. Mega Man 12 is coming. Hmm. Uh, or you know what? 2? Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah. That's the one I don't think needs a remake. Because the the, uh, the old one still holds up. The HD re- remaster The they put put it's basically Capcom Skyrim. They have put Resident Evil Four on literally <laughs> fucking everything. I I don't think it needs to be remade, remade but I bet they do. Um, it's not a Beth- bad idea. Bethesda Game Studios. Uh, Fallout right? Fallout Five. Yeah,
1: the next Fallout game fallout you know fallout old vegas fallout something
0: i just feel like they've got starfield and elder Scrolls 6 those two games i feel like it's going to take up the entire generation to develop you know what i mean if they do it right but that's what i'm saying like how so i i think we might be in a situation where fallout could go to obsidian maybe yeah i, I i'm i'm cool with that please obsidian knows what they're doing i would let them Like just let 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 Bethesda, like we said last week, let them work on Elder Scrolls because that's their bread and butter. There hasn't been a bad Elder Scrolls game. But give Fallout to Obsidian. Let Obsidian make Fallout. They made the last good one. That's
1: definitely true.
0: Um,
1: Naughty Dog. Okay, Naughty Dog needs to make. uh, They will. What they what they're going to do is probably make another. Well, they'll probably oversee another Uncharted game. I think they're going to give that IP off to someone else to make uh, another Uncharted. And I actually think that's going to be... I think the next Uncharted game that's made is going to be the best Uncharted game. I'm just calling it right now because I think Naughty Dog's a little burnt on it. Naughty Dog needs to make an open world game. They need to make an open world multiplayer based game. Not a looter but something where storylines can intertwine and there is choice involved, but it is a narrative driven multiplayer game. That's what they need to make. They need to make something new, something exciting and they need to, they need to be treading on, on new waters, right? Like I just said, how do you do a kind of a linear branching multiplayer game? I don't, I'm not really sure. I couldn't tell you that, but I think Naughty Dog is up to the challenge, and I think they need to, uh, I think they need to kind of get away from the third person action adventure after what happened with The Last of Us Part Two. I think they're exhausted, and I think they need to make something fresh, and I think they need some new innovation in there, and I think they need to make a game that's not as grounded in realism. I think they need to make something, not necessarily fantasy, but uh, you know something a little not as brutal as the last of us they need to make something more fun do it
0: i i'd agree with you i think uh i th- i would love to see naughty dog just do something that is out of the realm of comfortability like do what sony santa monica did with god of war like change the game give me something that i would not expect you guys to make maybe they're the ones that need to make socom or something you know what i mean like just something yeah Cause they got the third person cover base shooting down. You know, I could I maybe they could do it, but yeah, I think Naughty Dog get away from uncharted, get away from the last of us, get away from, you know, Jack and Daxter and, and, and make something new and exciting. I think that's Naughty yes. Dog. dog um, crystal dynamics. You know, they've recently developed uh, the Marvel's Avengers. Uh, they are developing all the, the tomb Raider games, the reboots of those. What do you see crystal dynamics doing?
1: They're going to continue supporting uh, Marvel Avengers for years, I think. For years? I think...
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to make gonna hand over tons fist. Of, yeah. Tons of... uh. They're just going to milk that tit for all it's worth. I, I truly,
1: truly think they are. And, and for a couple reasons. I think because... As bad as Marvel Avengers launched and as bad as things seem to be with the way it runs and everything, once they fix all of those bugs and they add more interesting enemies, I think people are really going to want to play this game. And I think it brings in, I mean, I've got a lot of friends that are more on the casual side of video games that are playing this thing for hours. And they're like, I love it. It's amazing. I'm like, how can you love it? I'm like, the loot system sucks and 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 it's the you know, they're monetizing the shit out of it and it doesn't run well. And they're like, oh really? I love it. And I think people are gonna continue to love it, and I think the more casual player base doesn't give a shit about similar things that we do. They're playing as Captain America and they're they're leveling Captain America up and then they're gonna move on to the Hulk and then they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that, and it's gonna keep going, and they're gonna add more heroes, they're gonna (laughs) add so many more things in this game.
0: We're gonna be hearing about it for a while. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, so you don't think they're going to go with another Tomb Raider game?
1: I think they probably will make another Tomb Raider game, um, but I, I don't really know that they should. I, I, I liked I, I all like three Tomb of them. They're all games. really
0: good. They're all really, really good games, but they're all pretty yeah. much more of the same. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. I'm like, I mean, you know. My uh, my prediction of the Crystal Dynam- Dynamics might throw you for a loop. Yeah. Um, They own the IP to one of the best video game series that was ever on the original PlayStation. And. The director of that game is currently out of a job because uh, what was it? Was it? It was no, it wasn't BioWare. it was EA because they were developing a Star Wars game. She is one of the best writers and directors and developers of gaming ever made uh i think amy hennig goes back to crystal dynamics to make a rebooted because i said all the reboots and remakes a reboot of legacy of kane soul reaver that would be huge and they would be smart to do that that would sell and i think it'd be smart and i bet it and i'm gonna say playstation exclusive Ooh, okay
1: OK, I'm not okay. sure
0: who because Eidos Interactive owned that IP. I don't know if the, I don't know if Sony owns the Soul Reaver IP or if because uh, Eidos isn't a thing anymore. And because um, they got disbanded into IO Interactive and they're independent now. So they don't have any publishing rights to any of those games other than Hitman. And Crystal Dynamics was the developer of it, so I don't know who owns, who would go to Soul Reaver, but Sony was the last console it was on, so that's I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Soul Reaver, and they make a remake of that. She's got to make another game. Anyhead's got to make. I'm basically just saying the things that I want (laughs) to have, right? Which is which?
1: Which is a good way of thinking. I mean, I think I think you have a pretty good finger on the pulse and, and can can predict things. I just I think. I don't know what the sales numbers are like for Marvel's Avengers, but I got to assume it sold well.
0: Yeah. Square Enix.
1: Make a good Kingdom Hearts game. God damn it. I knew you were going to make it. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 4, 4. Make it with the Kingdom Hearts 2 combat system with the story of uh, similar to Kingdom Hearts 1, which is good. Bring back Disney characters that people give a shit about and and just don't play, let it go during the middle of kingdom hearts. Like that's all I ask is, is just, just, just do kingdom hearts better, better. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's what they need to do. They're going to make, I mean, they're going to keep continue working on final fantasy, which is great too. And I'm very excited to play through those. um, You know, they're, I, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that, but the Kingdom Hearts franchise needs to be uh reimagined is not the right word it needs to be overhauled and it just needs to be better and they need to they need to do a better job at at making sure that it's not like Kingdom Hearts three, which was disappointing and they fucked the battle system The best part <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts is the battle system and the fucking battle system sucked <laughs> it's awful ugh.
0: I think as you can see, I'm still upset. I know you are. And I knew you were going to pick kingdom hearts. I think after final fantasy 16 releases, obviously they're going to continue the story of final fantasy seven. And I think those are going to happen, but square Enix has so many like di- different studios that help them develop games with the remake reboot thing being a thing that I think is going to continue to trend. I really, my heart really, really wants a legend of Dragoon. Sequel or remake, but I think that series, that game series, it's one, it was one game, but I think that's a little bit too niche. And I think I really do think this is coming. It's the most popular JRPG of all time. I really think a remake full on remake kind of in the same vein as final fantasy seven, a full on remake of chrono trigger. That would be really, really cool because that series that was a game that is loved by many people they still own the ip to it i don't know why they haven't done anything else with chrono trigger it's the most successful jrpg of all time is chrono trigger and it, i don't know why they wouldn't continue to work on that yeah i don't know they should do so, it um my phone that i was looking up all these studios on is kind of uh run its course um We've we've pretty much touched on all the big ones, and I think that's probably enough. Uh, yeah. Do you have any other predictions or anything you want to give a shout out to?
1: I don't really think so. I, th- I think we've kind of oh, this is a beefy, beefy podcast. We talked about a lot of stuff uh, throughout this uh, this two hours and seven minutes um, as far as predictions and future uh, wants and needs go. What do you think?
0: I think I think we pretty much all got it. I you know predictions are always fun because it's the things that you want. It's the reason we watch e three all the time. It's the reason why we watch these showcases. It's the reason we do live streams of the of the press conferences because we want our expectations to be either delivered or exceeded. Um, and it's just always kind of fun to 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 predict things like that. Who knows what's gonna happen? I do think that this is going to end up being one of the on top of one of the better generations of all time. Uh, this gen was very, they're very good. I think it's going to be a tough generation to beat. Uh, but I think uh, given the power and the, the just the passion that we're seeing in the, the video game development community, I think we're in for a real treat. I think so, too. So with that being said, we are going to wrap this thing up. Uh, we did not receive any uh, listener mail. I, we always call it reader mail. <laughs> I don't fucking know why, <laughs> but, uh, we did not receive any listener mail this week. Um, if you would like to write into us and ask a question to read at the beginning of the podcast, feel free to write into remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out and reach out and follow us on Twitter at remote underscore gaming 20. Um, this has been the remote gaming podcast episode 16 for the week of September 25th, 2020. We are almost done with this shitty year. I'm Joseph King. I'm Kevin Corkum. And we will see you bitches next week. Later.